6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. I think a lot of people may have been surprised about that, but he had been winning uh, a number of awards recently. John Baptiste um, from a legendary family of uh, musicians out of New Orleans. You might know him as well as the band leader on uh, the Stephen Colbert show as well uh, every evening. And uh, he took home those five Grammys uh, from the 64th Annual Grammy Awards uh, last night. And it had been an an eventual... eventful, let's put it that way, awards season. And I think a lot of people might have tuned in to last night's Grammys to see what might happen or what might be said about the award show from the week prior. Of course, the slap heard around the world at the Oscars. Um, but the Grammys were back in full force last night, live from the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. Did you watch it all? Are you done with award show altogether? Let me know at 780-496-0063. And I want to get into it a little bit more this afternoon with freelance music publicist, Sirius XM host and friend of this show, Eric Elper. Hi, Eric. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that you didn't say John Batiste beat Bruno Mars <laughs> and Billie Eilish and ended your paragraph there because people would think, wait a second, they went from a slap to like an actual fight? Like, what's going on? <laughs> but that's exactly what happened. John Batiste beat out the, all of the competition winning the Grammys last night. And you know what? Um, you know, if you know anything about New Orleans music, you know the Batiste family in New Orleans is a huge, yeah. it's, it's a dynasty. And I'm not sure a lot of people realize just what John Batiste brings to the table until they saw last night. His live performance was phenomenal because I think most people probably just know him as Stephen Colbert's band guy. And that's a shame. Yeah, that's if they stay up that late. You know, if you have young kids, you probably recognize the name from Pixar's Soul, which he received an Academy Award and a Golden Globe Mm -hmm. and a Grammy and a BAFTA Film Award. Um, But he, you know, that middle America, you know, when... When Michael Jackson won all those awards for Thriller back in 1984, it became a cultural event. When Paul Simon won for Graceland, now obviously Paul Simon people knew, but every home afterwards seemed to have a copy of Graceland. I get the feeling a lot of people were listening to John Baptiste today. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, he's currently number one on Spotify, on Amazon, and iTunes. So I think a lot of people were like, wait a second, I thought he would do jazz, but he won in the roots category or mm-hmm. I thought he was folk, but then how can he dance and look so good during the performances? <laughs> I mean, that was wild. That was one of the best performances I've ever seen. Well, and, 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 and not, uh, not to uh, ignore the other band leader, but also incredible artist, but quest love and, and, and the awards that he's won for summer of soul over the past couple of weeks. So good. I mean, talk about the cultural events where nobody really had, that Harlem Music Festival on their minds in the era of Woodstock. But then he comes along, produces this film, um, you know, with Sly Stone and all of these people in it um, with his own money, gets his own team, wins an Oscar, wins a Grammy, and one of the smartest, nicest Mm -hmm. people in music, too. All you have to do is just follow him for a little bit on Twitter to understand that this guy is true and true a music fan.
Eric, I'm curious to know your thoughts on award shows anymore. Like, I can remember when I was a kid, we'd tune into them all. It would be awesome. We'd want to see. Like, I can remember watching Michael Jackson the first time and Madonna, you know, and I can remember mm. I can remember some of those amazing performances. And I'm wondering if award shows just have, like, jumped the shark anymore. Do, do, you know, the, the ratings tend to be down right across the board. Are you still into them? I am, but only because I'm married to somebody who likes to see people win. And I think that (laughs) if you can separate that and realize that award shows are really nothing but self-righteous, wealthy people patting themselves on the back for the good work that they do. And that's okay. But I think Trevor Noah had it perfectly when he hosted last night. He said, this is going to be a very long concert and we're going to give out a few awards in the middle of it. With the Oscars, they were up a couple of million. They had about 12 mm-hmm. million viewers last week, 22 million social media hits. Now, a lot of that had to do with the slap, but with the Grammys so far, it's the lowest in years. Mm-hmm. But I'd be very curious to see how many social media posts happened because of BTS, Billie Eilish, Olivia Rodrigo winning three, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, Silk Sonic winning four, and John, you know, cleaning up. So I think if I'm the Junos, I'm taking a real good look at this and saying, how do we involve Instagram? How do we involve TikTok? And then more importantly, how do our sponsors make money? Because without the advertising, you don't have an award show. And that's still the most important thing. It's still a television show, but you have to sell ads enough to make it a television show to begin with. The award stuff can happen on TikTok, but how does anybody just get the sponsorship? And that's a whole other business issue. How do you make it appealing to a younger generation? Like when I was young, I was tuning in for it. But I mean, the kids now, you know, you're looking at, I'm going to say 15 to 30, getting their their information, their music, their entertainment from, as you said, many different um, uh, forums now, right? So how do you make it appealing again to, to those folks, target those folks? And let's be real. I think the majority of, you know, I don't know, 50, you know, 40, 50, 60 plus people, you know, we watch shows like this and we're like okay who is that <laughs> yeah right? and, but that's but that's the way that that it should be you know um i i think that the biggest issue isn't so much of what the grammys specifically have to do because i think they already did it they got rid of the old people right uh. they got rid of the four country stars whose biggest hits were in the 70s teaming up with aerosmith yeah. for a ridiculous duet that meant <laughs> nothing to anybody. No slight to anybody, of course. But I think that the Grammys did that with the performances from Lil Nas X yes. and from Billie Eilish and those people. I think where the issue comes along is that you have to kind of pander and have the other musical genres involved. And they did that too, leading in and out of the commercial breaks. They had gospel and folk music. But if you're a 14-year-old, you just you you're used to watching what you want whenever you want and skipping over anything you don't very quickly. So even three minutes feels like an eternity mm-hmm. when you don't want to watch something and you're stuck watching it. Eric, we know that award shows tend to be a place for these um, these stars to um, pontificate on whatever social um, issue that is close to them at that point. Last night, we saw the Ukrainian president, uh, Vladimir Zelensky, speak to the Grammys and speak to the viewers watching the Grammys. Number one, I, I don't think we've ever seen anything like that before, but the power of it. Your thoughts? 
Yeah, I totally agree with you. The rumors were that either he wanted to speak at the Oscars last week and they wouldn't let him, or the Oscars wanted him to speak, but they couldn't coordinate it in time. But I'm glad it didn't because the Grammys were the perfect place for it. All music is political. Even if you don't have any idea what side of the fence you're on in terms of voting, anything, the act of creating art is a political statement. And the ability to have him appear followed by John Legend doing a brand new song called Free, Mm -hmm. followed that by Ukrainian Mm -hmm. poets and singers and dancers was astounding. And I agree with you. I have never seen, it felt like Superman had come down from the heavens to acknowledge the problems on earth. It really did. It felt like we all need to put the focus on this and stop complaining about the stuff that really doesn't matter, even if it's just music. Because music... You know, you and I talked about it before. Music is therapy. Music mm-hmm. is, is a healing tool. And if it wasn't for music, I think a lot of our mental health would be even worse, especially in the last two years. So that was pretty astounding seeing him talk about using your art, using your music, yeah. fill the silence with words. And that was directly aimed at those 8 to 18-year-olds on social media who are, you know, may not be reading Associated Press's newswire like you and I would be doing every day. Yeah, it, it was powerful stuff. Uh, we'll, leave it, we'll leave it there this afternoon. Eric, always appreciate your time. Thanks for this. Thank you for, for having me.